everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Change After 40 podcast with Aimeesha. Um, This podcast show is a place where everyone can come to, to have open discussions, um, a safe place to talk about anything. Um, You can find me on Instagram and Facebook, the Change After 40, or Aimeesha Graham. My email address is um, Aimeesha. the change after 40 podcast.com and tonight um episode is topic is building wealth after 40 <clears throat> and tonight we have two special guests that's with us tonight and i'm going to allow both of these young ladies to introduce themselves and give a little bit about their history of what they do and so we're going to start with miss leslie mitchell hi Leslie. Hello, Amisha. How are you? Good, 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 good. Awesome. So first of all, let me just say thank you for um, inviting me to join you um, today to talk about uh, Building Wealth After 40 and congratulations on your podcast. Um, I think it's awesome that you have a platform where, you know, women or men, whomever can come together and have, you know, honest conversations uh, especially, you know, when you hit that 40 mark, things change in your yes. life. And so uh, yes. there's no playbook after that point. So being able to have those discussions and how that impacts us is is phenomenal. So let me kudos to you, uh, Thank you. for having such a podcast. And so um, really quickly, uh, my name is Leslie T. Mitchell. Um, I am out of the South Florida area. And pretty much my passion is to educate, empower and equip people when it comes to financial literacy. Um, especially when it's dealing with your credit mm-hmm. and how important that is. And just to make it sure is. that, uh, you know, credit is, we don't get into that, but, um, yes. uh, you know, that's one of my passions uh, just to help people to understand because there are some things that we didn't learn and we didn't know. So being able to help people to understand that how important it is to have an excellent credit. And then also I do business coaching. I help people go from employee to entrepreneur. Um, wow. Awesome. <clears throat> <laughs> yep. And uh, I teach people how to balance it all and, you know, how to balance all the different components that they have on their life. So I have a, I, I do my hands are in quite a few things, but it's all about elevating, um, equipping and educating people um, and empowering them to live their best life. So Yay. thank you for having me. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Now, next guest is Miss Carmel. How, how are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you, Misha, for having me on. Um, no, thank I you. I really appreciate you stepping out on faith and trusting God on something you really, really wanted to give birth to for such a while. So I just wanted to take the time to let you know that I am so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So I am a licensed real estate agent in the state of Florida. I work several markets. I work the South Florida area and I also work Orlando. So um There is so much here in real estate that there is to offer for people of all ages, but particularly 40 years old, you know, I think that's where we really need to buckle down and get to the point of where we really want to be and get serious about it. So that's what I'm here to discuss tonight. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And I'm excited from both on, to listen on from both ends, um, both parts of you guys, because it's very important. And now that um, I'm 41, um, I look at a lot of things different now. Even mm-hmm. just spending money unnecessarily, um, I'm I'm ready to get to that next level, <clears throat> and I'm just ready to grow. I'm ready to grow with within myself, with my family, and just take this next journey to the next level. So, um, we're going to start with Leslie with the credit card. Um, Leslie, um, how important is credit for, for the listeners tonight that may be having some concerns about their credit and everything? How, like, how really important is credit? right now <laughs> well you know i always <laughs> always tell you know we always hear the term cash is king um, mm-hmm. but i always tell people credit is power mm-hmm. and so uh credit is just one of those essential things that you know we really need to make sure that we have on point because it really kind of dictates so many things that we do today you know 
Uh, I always mm-hmm. tell people, if your credit score is like your financial heartbeat. It's like it's like your heartbeat. Uh, somebody is constantly looking at and monitoring your credit because it dictates, like I said, so mm-hmm. many things that we can do. If we can get a home, if we can buy a car, you know, if you can even rent an apartment, if you can, can turn on your utilities, uh, mm-hmm. employment is based on credit, car insurance. There's so yes. many uh, things that are predicated on our credit. And so when we have, when our credit is not where it needs to be, it costs us a lot of money. Yes, yes, it does. Unnecessary money. <laughs> unnecessary, un- unnecessary money. Because uh, we don't really think about it like that, right? We, we just mm-hmm. think about, okay, uh, most people think about credit when it's time to get their home. Um, or to buy a car, but there are everyday factors that uh, is impacted by our credit. And so case in point, uh, a few years ago, like if you don't, if you don't have a credit card and you go to Mm -hmm. run a car, you know, they run your credit. Yes. So that's an inquiry on your credit. That's an inquiry on your credit just to try to run a car because you don't have a credit card. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's not, it's not going anywhere. That's the, that's the thing that people need to know. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to fix itself. You know, we like to wait to these magical seven to 10 years because we hear so many of what they say and, and some of the myths, but it's not going anywhere. The credit system is not going anywhere. And so uh, it's time for us to really take a serious look uh, at our credit and, yes. you know, just to get a gauge where we are, because there's help out there. there there's help mm-hmm. and you don't have to be in that situation. A lot of times people don't want to look at their credit because they are fearful. They're afraid. Uh, you know, it's like this, this dark cloud hanging over our head. Uh, yes. But, you know, we don't know. We don't know. Right. And mm-hmm. so I tell people it's extremely important now. So more than ever, because, you know, even during this whole pandemic, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of people lost their income. Yeah. So if they had some credit. Right. They could have potentially, you know, went to their bank and yes. got a personal line of credit or a, mm-hmm. a lot of people couldn't get the PPP or the EIDL loans because of that. They pull your credit for that. And so. Yes. Uh, everything is really predicated. So it's really key and important that we you know, do better when it comes to our credit. Right? That we do yes. Better. Okay. Yes, our credit is very important. Very, very. Especially when we, if you have kids that's maybe you get ready to go away to school because mm-hmm. you never know when you may have to do something pertaining to your child going to school and you might have to apply for a loan for your child. Yep. So yeah, very true. very, very important. True. Very true, Amisha, because a lot of people don't realize, even like you just said, you know, those of us who are over 40, we may have kids, you know, who are entering you know, college mm-hmm. and they may need to get a student loan. Well, if a parent plus loan, they run your credit. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Okay. So um, for Karma, um, what for you, if someone was in the, interested in getting ready to do, um, I guess, like the home buying process, what is, what is the first steps of the, you're going through that process? Well, I think the first step would be to reach out to a trusted real estate professional, such mm-hmm. as myself or either your <laughs> trusted family, realtor. Yes. Um, someone <laughs> definitely with experience who's weathered a lot of storms in this market and uh, yes. understand financing and what the expectations are. Um, I think that every realtor has a contact of several lenders that have different expectations on what your credit needs to look like, what your income needs to look like. And there are so many programs out there that are so different, but they work deeply to help people get into the homeownership that they're looking to acquire. So that's what I would say first would be Mm -hmm. your first step to do is to reach out because if you sit to yourself and you go online and you read a lot of blogs or you play with the mortgage calculators and different things, you may stress yourself out unnecessarily because there may be a program that's specifically for you and that issue that you think that you don't qualify for when you actually Mm -hmm. do qualify. Yeah. And you know, it's a lot of people that, that don't know a lot of information and you know, they get so scared and they see that it's when they hear the word process, people get, get, get afraid, you know, mm-hmm. because they don't want, they don't want any hitting, you know, 
things coming up, like, you know, especially with the credit, when you go back to the credit part, with what Leslie said, you know, your let your credit is important. Like, you right. know, you, have, you need to maintain that. And then, like you said, the, someone that wants to go start the process of buying a home, they need to get a realtor, someone that they know, someone that knows their information that can educate them on this because at the same time when you're buying a home you want to be educated on it too like if someone wanted to fix their credit they want to be educated on it because they want to know how to maintain how to keep their credit they don't want to you just don't want to fix your credit for the moment or get your credit to a score to buy something you want to be educated to keep it to a level when an emergency comes like you know with this pandemic that came along out of nowhere like you know a lot of people are stuck because, like Leslie said, they're not able to go get a loan real quick to get them through this hardship and things like that. So, yeah. So we're going to, um, Leslie, what is considered a good credit um, score? Like, what's c- c- considered <laughs> credit? <laughs> All right. So... So, uh, you know, a credit score ranges from 300 to 850, all right? And so yeah. oftentimes when I'm talking to people, you know, and I say, hey, what's your credit score? They say, oh, my credit's great. It's good. And I'm like, okay, what's your score? <laughs> and they'll say, you know, I have a 650. And well, like, okay. Okay, like 650, that's really considered poor credit. Mm-hmm. But it just sounds good, right? Because it's close to 850, so mm-hmm. people have this, you know, you can get approved, you know, I'm sure on um, Karma can tell us you can get approved for a home loan, you know, with a 650, 680, um, some programs 620. Um, mm-hmm. But those things kind of changed during the pandemic as well. But so a lot of times people, you know, they feel like they're comfortable because they may have it a 640 credit score, but that's technically that's average low credit. And so anything pretty much above a 740 and higher is considered, you know, um, good credit. Uh, 780 and higher is considered excellent, but between 740 and higher is considered, you know, good credit, basically. Right. Can okay. I chime in on that one? Sure. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Another thing. So, mm-hmm. like, even if you're at that 640 mark, you always want to, like, excel that number because by the time the lender reaches your file and just say that you're right there, like, at a 645. And then mm-hmm. they pull your credit for the first time for the file just to get the pre-approval process going. And another thing, they go by your middle score. Mm-hmm. So if you're at mm-hmm. if you're at like a 700 with one bureau and you're at a 650 with the other and then you're like in the 612 at mm-hmm. your other score, the other third one. So then they're going to go based on the middle score. But perhaps you have anything that just posted or you may just pay off something you think you're doing yourself a favor by paying off a a car or something like that you just Mm -hmm. had like a thousand dollars left on your on your car loan and you just decided i want to just pay this car off so when i have my house that's a less bill that i would have but sometimes when you pay off accounts it drops your score and then you're under contract with the property and you may not get approved because that middle score was a 650 and now you paid off this car loan and then your credit has dropped and the lenders wow. may not like that and you may fall out of contract. Yep. Wow. Yeah. And karma is so spot on. So it happens when like a lot of times people think when you pay off these. So you, in your credit, you have what's called revolving credit and term uh-huh. credit. So revolving is going to be like credit card debt. Right. Um, yes. Term is going to be a car payment, a mortgage payment, student loans. You know exactly how many months you have to pay something off. So just as she just mentioned, a lot of times people feel like, you know, let me just pay my car off. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they realize, oh, my score didn't go up. <laughs> right. um, my score might have went down a little bit because it's a little it's calculated a little different when it comes to term um, payments. And what also hurts people sometimes when they pay. Uh, big purchases off like a, a term payment, a, a mortgage, a car, is that now you're no longer uh, having payment history. And payment history okay. makes up the largest percent of your credit score. That makes up 35 And so okay. when you pay, uh, not revolve, when you pay credit cards off, your score typically will improve because of the other 30% of your score is based on your utilization rate. And that's how much credit are you using when it comes to credit cards. So when you pay that, when you pay those down, your score typically goes up. It's just when you pay down, when you pay off like a term, um, like your student loans, whether you just paid off all your student loan debt, you paid off all your, you know, your car payment. 
your score typically goes down initially and then it will rise over, a, you know, a little bit, but not, not as much as we would think it would. Uh, okay. But you have to be careful with that. Wow. That's some good information for free, um, everyone. <laughs> so I hope everybody's writing this stuff down because that's some good information. So be very mindful of paying off high, what you say, high debt, right? Because we're thinking that we're paying off something that may have a balance of a thousand dollars and you pay it off and thinking, okay, my credit score will go up 50 points or whatever. I'm just exaggerating mm-hmm. 50 points. And that may just drop your credit score 50 points, correct? Yes. Correct. Now I would say like now, so for example, that's that's the case for like a term, meaning a car payment, a mortgage. Now, when you have credit cards, mm-hmm. uh, you do want to pay them down. You do want to okay. get to a point where you pay them off because the second percentage of your score, 30%, is your utilization rate. Yes. And so that basically means how much of your credit are you using. So okay. for example, if you do have a let's say a thousand dollar credit limit, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you've spent, uh, you owe a thousand dollars, right? So you're, so you're maxed out on your credit card. So what happens to your credit score? Your credit score is going to be uh, very, it's going to decrease your credit score because you're using up your, you're using all of your credit mm-hmm. in that regard. So it is a good idea in that regard. If you have a thousand dollar, you know, limit. Let's say you go out and you spend a thousand dollars. When your statement comes in, then you cannot just pay that little, you know, thirty dollar, you know, <laughs> minimum. monthly fee, yeah. minimum payment. No, you, you can't do make, that. You need to make more right. than thirty dollar right. payment. You need to pay it down. You need to pay it down to about thirty uh, percent of that thousand. So you need to pay it down to about three hundred dollars. Okay. Uh, to stay under that radar, and then if you're someone that's going to help you be in the, you know, if you do that with your credit cards, it'll help you be in like in the sixes, right? It's not maybe not. It may take you to the low seven hundreds, but if you wanted to have like a rated credit and be, you know, eight hundred, your mm-hmm. credit cards cannot be more than eight percent. Your balances cannot be more than eight percent of your limit. I 8%. also think that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Carmen. Go ahead. Yeah, I also think that. Um... In the stages of buying a home, that may be something, as Leslie mentioned, as far as paying down your uh, credit utilization, you may want to do that like before you get into contract, because sometimes you could be under contract with the property and a typical time as far as closing could be like 30 days. So if a lender, when your file goes to the underwriters and you actually are being reviewed by your credit for maybe the first or the second time while you're under contract. And then they look at your credit card balance and how much you owe. They may suggest that you pay it, right? So sometimes what happens is they actually want to see that update on your credit profile. And your credit reports like once a month, most of the time, right? Mm -hmm. So you may be in the middle of that 30-day for your reporting and then you turn around and you can't get that update and then the creditors sometimes they won't give you that letter they'll show you that the balance but they're not necessarily going to make it an emergency to update your credit profile just to make the lender satisfied so that you can close so it's kind of like a good tip to try to take care of some of those little pay downs before you go into contract if you know that that's going to be an issue because it becomes a debt to income ratio issue Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh wow! Okay, you answered one of the, the something that I was going to ask you. Wow! Okay, the, okay. <laughs> all right. And you know, I I would add to that too, Karma. Like to tell people, like people, like, well, how do I know when to pay? Right. And so <clears throat> there are two dates if on any credit card uh, statement. There are two dates. You have your payment date. You have your statement date. Mm-hmm. Right? So your payment date is a date you have to pay your bill by in order to not you know get a late charge or a late fee or anything like that. Your statement date is the day that your statement closes, and that's the day when the creditor is going to report whatever you owe, whatever has happened to the credit agencies. Right. Okay. So you always, so even if you're, and it's typically about three to five days, a payment date, and then your statement date is typically three to five days after that. So if you can get that payment in, so you still want to pay your payment date, right? But if you need to pay some stuff off, then you have up until that statement date. So be aware of those statement dates, because if you can get that payment in before the statement date closes, then it's going to report on your credit. Yeah. If you paid it down. Okay. See, this okay. is good stuff. I hope everybody's listening because like, I know, right? Really, really good nuggets. 
Yes, this is awesome because it's and you're writing this stuff down myself. Um, okay, so with um karma, so if someone was getting ready to purchase, going through the process of purchasing a home, um, uh, what good tip three good tips that you would give them when preparing to purchase a property? Well, the first thing I would say when you know in your mind that this is something that you seriously want to do. Mm-hmm. practice having discipline. That's the first thing because okay. that's going to carry you for the life of ownership and being a good investor over things. And I think that would be like the number one. And then number two, I would say save, save as much as you can because things do happen and you never know what kind of property you're going to find. There may be some renovations or changes or just things. You may want to furnish your house, you know, beautifully when you get in there. And you may get a home that exceeded your expectations. It may be larger than what you thought that you could afford. And Mm -hmm. you want to buy more and do more. So I would say to save, um, that would be the second thing. And I would say the third thing would be to contact me. (laughs) contact you (laughs) I have I have a lot of lenders and I have a lot of programs I have rent to own programs for people who just aren't there yet um and they can actually prep them for home ownership you could actually go out and get a pre-approval and shop for the home Mm -hmm. that you desire Mm -hmm. and this program will purchase the home that you choose Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you can go out and you can rent it back and then they will p- take a certain amount of your rental payments and put that in an escrow to help you for your down payment plus oh, their wow. down payment yeah so you have that and then you also have down payment uh, programs and then you have NACA you have like the cities so like as soon as you know that you're like ready you know some cities and counties have down payment assistance so there's a process when it comes to government funding and grants and things like that. So you want to kind of have like time set aside that you can go to the classes and uh, go through the process of what the requirements are. So you could comfortably, you know, go into the process of buying and also be a recipient for the best eligibility and candidate for the, for the funds. Wow. Awesome. Awesome information. Awesome information. Um, for Leslie, um, can you give any of the listeners, anyone that's listening tonight, um, maybe two to three tips on how to maintain or boost their credit? Okay. Um, definitely. So I would say the first thing that people uh, really need to do is get what get their credit score. And so a lot of times, you know, we would do the credit karma you know, because it's free. Um, is that really like that. good? That's, that's really Sorry. not your credit score. It's more like a okay. consumer advantage score. So it's kind of oh. around about what your score is, but it's not your true FICO score. So a FICO score is a whole different credit model, which okay. is what typically banks, uh, car dealerships, you know, that's what they use a FICO scoring model, credit card. They use a FICO scoring model. So typically sometimes to get that score, you have to pay for it. Okay. Um, it's not a free score. Uh, so I would tell people first, you know, uh, see what's even on their credit. You can go to annualcreditreport.com. You can pull your credit yourself. Um, it does not count against you. So okay. that's annualcreditreport.com. Uh, it would allow you also to purchase your true FICO score. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And um, then some of the tips that you can do to kind of boost your credit, build your credit. If you don't have good credit. So let's say uh, you are renting right now. Right. Let's say mm-hmm. you're renting and you're, you know, you're looking to purchase a home at some point. Let's just say you're not even you're not looking to purchase, but you're just renting. So a person who has a mortgage, those mortgage payments, those on-time payments goes on their credit report. Um, but a person who rent, that does not happen to them, right? However, there is a program that's called uh, Credit My Rent. <clears throat> and what it does, it allows you to report your on-time positive rental payments on your credit report, just like somebody who pays a mortgage. Okay. And so that's a good way to boost your credit by paying your rent. You're already paying your rent. You might as well get credit for it in your credit report. Exactly. So uh, that's one way to help build your credit. Another way that you can help build your credit is to um, get a secured credit card. It's probably the quickest and fastest way to build credit, especially for people who don't have credit. So secured credit card, what basically means you're putting your money, um, your own money on a card, and then you're going to be getting a card and you're going to be using that card just like a credit card. Okay. All okay. right. 
And so, um, you know, I can refer if people are interested in a secured credit card, I credit my rent, I can give you um, that information <clears throat> um, for those. And then a third way also would be become an authorized user on someone else's credit. Okay. And okay. so that means if you trust someone, you know, someone who has great credit, you trust them because whatever they do will reflect on you. Right. Mm -hmm. But a lot yes. of times if you need to just get that boost up, uh, that's a great way to become an authorized user. So uh, whatever happens on their credit. So if they had a credit card for 10 years. They have you want to make sure, you know, you ask some questions. So if you have some family members who are friends who are typically good at their finances, they have good credit. Hey, would you mind putting me on your account as an authorized user? But some things you want to know is how long have you had the card? Uh, is mm -hmm. it current, right? Have you ever been late? <laughs> you want to know that. <laughs> you ever been late? And um, how much is the? What's the limit? And how much do you owe? Okay. Right. And so you want to um, make sure that they don't owe more thirty, more than thirty percent of the limit, because let's say they had the car for you know ten years or whatever. Let's say they have a twenty thousand dollar credit limit, but they owe fifteen thousand. Oh, okay. Right. Now you put that on your credit, your utilization rate rate is going to be out of whack. Mm-hmm. So your score probably gonna go down instead of up. So those are just some things um, you have to know, but it's a great way to build your credit through okay. someone else. Wow, that's those are some good tips. Those are some awesome tips. Um, I think Carmen, she, I think you answered the question that I was gonna ask. Um, is what is the debt rate? Um, debt to income ratio for a purchasing property for some. Okay. Is, mm -hmm. Well, if you're doing like a FHA loan, um, which mm -hmm. a lot of, I would say, first time home buyers usually mm -hmm. go that route. Okay. Um, I would say your debt to income ratios need not to exceed about five, 56%, I would say. Mm -hmm. And for a conventional loan, about 45. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Usually, as far as like a down payment, though, if you're looking to do like a FHA financing, you would need to set aside as far as like for savings, you would need to go um, to be prepared. You want to have at least three and a half percent down. Okay. Save. And then as far as closing costs, I would say about four to five percent set aside for your closing costs. So like if you're getting down payment assistance, which I do have some lenders that offer down payment assistance as, as well as the mortgage services. Mm -hmm. So they actually uh, help you uh, with the down payment and the closing costs. Oh, so wow. um, that's why I was saying to, you know, reach out to a real estate professional because there are so many programs out there and you may think that I only have $5,000 right now. Yeah. I only have $10,000 and I am so far away from my goal, but there are so many programs available that can either prepare you for it or actually get you where you want to be. Okay. Cause I know like, um, I, you know, talking with other people, um, just general conversation, they, you know, people get afraid because sometimes they hear someone may maybe have put down, Thirty to forty thousand dollars down on a home, and it's like, oh, I can't do that. But like you say, if you get with someone that knows the ins and out and know what to do to help get, for you to get that extra money for a down payment, that that's that, that's awesome because um, right. right, yeah, that would I know if I was, had to purchase a home right now and they said, okay, we need thirty thousand dollars down for a down payment. I would be a little like, oh, okay, can't do it right now, but I would recommend that if you had thirty to forty thousand dollars down for a down payment and you are eligible for a conventional loan, my mm -hmm. highest recommendation, especially for us, forty, I just turned forty like last month. So yes. for me, investment <laughs> properties, like investment properties are okay. like so much of the best. I think really? that right now, the name okay. of the game for me is multifamily units, yeah. triplexes, mm -hmm. duplexes. I want more than one door. I don't want just a single family home with one yeah. income. I would like mm -hmm. to have multiple incomes coming from each unit. So therefore, when you get into your retirement age or either if you have some health yes. or whatever mm -hmm. you're dealing with, you have something to bank on other than social security benefits because that 
according that, to what the housing cost is in South Florida right now, it's, it's not ridiculous. Be enough. It's ridiculous. And a, a average efficiency would cost you about twelve hundred dollars per month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. and again, it goes back to what Leslie's in. <laughs> she's teaching us, you know, in regards to credit. There is a credit check just to live in the back of someone's house. <laughs> yes, yes, it mm-hmm. is. And you know, they be they want you to have a seven hundred credit score too, probably. Right. And you know, because they want to know that you're going to pay your bill on mm-hmm. time. Yeah, <laughs> right. Very right. It's, you know, and it's so true that you know what Carmen said is so true because um, I didn't say this, but I, I I'm a licensed realtor as well, and um, I was helping someone um look for a rental property, and so I'm like, oh, what is your credit score? Right. And, um, you know, they're like, oh, it's not bad. You know, I'm like, okay, but what it's so when we run the credit score, you know, it's like 580 and then the husband, I think, was 620. I'm like, um, uh, when you're looking at these rent up, these they like you they, they want 680, right? Mm-hmm. They want 660 because they, they want to feel like you know it's it's a risk factor, or either you have to put more money down, or you got to put so many payments in advance. So, like, they have to pay like almost you know six Double. months yeah. in advance. Right. Um, of payments because the the owner is afraid, you know, of your credit score. Because, you know, I always tell people your credit score is not always a direct reflection of who you are as a person. Things happen to people in life. Yeah, right? it people, does. Mm-hmm. You know, people lose their jobs, people get sick, you know, things happen in life that causes people um, to have less than perfect credit. You know, sometimes it is our own fault. We made some bad decisions or bad choices, but it yes. doesn't mean, you know, we're not responsible. It doesn't mean all those things, mm-hmm. but that number or people look at that number, they judge you immediately. Yes, right? they do. And so yeah. that's why so, they, they say like, oh, 620, uh-uh. Even though you could be a six-figure earner, even though you could, you know, you could you have yes. all that, but they're looking at that credit score. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> Because that credit score is a reflection, you know, it's a, re- it's a reflection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, how your parents used to tell you, you know, older people used to say, make sure you may not have a lot of money, but make sure you keep your credit yes. good. Because if you have good credit, you may you may have all the money in the world, but if you got good credit, you can get whatever you want. And yeah. it's so true. It's like really, really true. Right. Wow. So true. So true. My father used to always tell us that Hello. Hello. I think she, she might have um might have lost her, but okay, so we'll we'll go right along. Um you was talking about um at one point about the rent to own right part. Mm-hmm. Do you do you recommend that for people that maybe just um like they're not sure if they want to purchase a home or they on that you know halfway fence or well it just depends on the program that you choose there are three that I'm in partnership with Uh so uh, I would say one of them definitely so because at the end of the lease term you can go anywhere from three to five years on a lease to own agreement Mm. and Uh at the end of that lease agreement you get the option to opt out and move on with your life and not purchase that home and okay. you get some form of cash back from the monies that were going into that escrow account to help you with your down payment should you move forward with the purchase so there are it just depends on which program you decide of the three I would say one of them you can and mm-hmm. the other ones you wouldn't you know because some of them require a certain amount of percentage that you would need to uh, pay in order to get into the program. And that comes with no refund. So it just depends mm-hmm. on which program you're going to move forward with. Okay. And in, in that case, do you like put more money down and when you're doing a rent to own type things, or it depends on what the. Um... Yeah. So uh, on most of the programs, it's your typical first, last and security deposit. And okay. So, okay. Yeah. And sometimes your first month is prorated. So, uh, you know, and it's becoming very popular now. Before, there were no options. There was no place to go. If you didn't qualify, that was it. But now there are several programs out there. So, like, I really highly recommend that if you do want to purchase, it's probably best to know that this is something that you really want to do. Because, of course, Money is uh, not to just be wasted. You know, you want to hold on to your money and you want to make it matter, like and count for something. So I would say 
to uh, go forth with a rent-to-own program, if you're sort of close and you're shy of, just say if you lost your job due to COVID and you went into a whole different industry, mm-hmm. and some mortgage lenders would like to see you in a certain industry for minimum two years. So yes. just say you have one year in and you just transition to a whole nother career field and you have one year of tax returns with this particular um industry and you just need one more year you know your credit is on where it needs to be your down payment is available you have it in a savings account or maybe your credit is just shy a little bit of points a few points and you just need a year to really uh, show your income for the second year then I would say that is really good for those kind of programs because you get the advantage to pick out the home that you like live in it love it and then you can purchase it Okay. Okay. So listeners, you you guys are getting a lot of good information and I really hope that you're um, writing this information down and um, wow, this is some good stuff. So um, Leslie, how important is, is credit in order to have financial freedom in building wealth? Well, you know, I, I tell people it's, it's extremely important because having excellent credit uh it allows you what i what i love to say is to use opm that's other people's money mm-hmm. <laughs> and so <laughs> it allows you to leverage other people's money to do the things that you want to do to invest you know to um you know Carmen was talking about those investment properties you know those things of that nature so you don't necessarily have to take your own money right if you have excellent credit you can get the bank's money, you can get a lender's money and do those things to begin to build wealth for yourself. And so it's, it's one of the things that wealthy people, you know, they don't use their own money. Yeah. They use other people's money, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they get a low uh, interest rate on it, right? They get a long interest. And so it's a way to be able to build uh, wealth when you have great credit. You can like, it, it, it gives you access to things that, you probably wouldn't have access to, even in the even in the home buying market. You know, uh, we just purchased a home last long ago, and having excellent credit, like I didn't even have to show half of the stuff that people I hear have to show because they're you have an eight hundred or higher. It's like you just go into this different category, or something. right? See, um, see, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Let me just have a high home. credit score so I I can just you go into a whole different bracket. Like it's a <laughs> whole different set of rules. <laughs> And right, that's what I want to be. I want to be in that whole separate, different bracket. I don't have to do everything that everybody else. Do. I just want to be able to yeah. walk in, you okay. know. But I'm gonna be there though. I'm gonna be there, okay. and I'm gonna be there very soon. Um. So what, Carmel? Um, someone that wanted to get a piece of property, and like you said, I guess um, get like maybe a duplex or something that can help build um wealth wealth do you really do you have like what would you recommend like an apartment complex or just like different um homes like you know well for starters um Mm -hmm. i believe that you know with fha you can purchase multifamily you could purchase a duplex uh, with as little as three percent, three and a half percent down. So a lot of people that I am working with currently are in their twenties, oh. you know, and Ooh, they okay. are, you know, having struggles. You know, they're pre-qualified for the higher three hundreds number. They're right out of college, and you know, they're in their careers, and they have some assets, you know, that they can put down, or maybe not have the assets to put down, but they have the credit. They Mm -hmm. have the career, they have the income. So I'm finding that because of the market, it is so, so, so heavily, uh, there's so much competition to a home. Mm -hmm. I just recently sold three individual duplexes. I saw that. I was like, yeah, girl. Yeah. (laughs) And so a lot of these people, I I have uh, some VA people, you know, Mm -hmm. military, they purchased this duplex with no money down. Well, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they move towards in it. They're going to live on one side, one side. and they're going to mm-hmm. rent the other one out. And when the time comes, they may move on to other properties. But my understanding is that 
They own multiple properties in different states. So don't be afraid to step outside of your local area and invest, you know, and hire you a management company that you can trust to manage this property for you because, you know, the market is a little bit tough out there in South Florida. It really is is. all over globally, really. But, you know, if you can get your hands up on a good building and you want to hold on to that property, I mean, there's so much uh, possibilities this particular, these same three duplexes, I sold them to one investor uh-huh. back in 2011, and we purchased those buildings for $94,000. Whoa. We sold them for $412,000, one of them, and the hmm. other one for three seventeen. And keep in mind, the properties took care of themselves. The tenants mm-hmm. were paying the, the cost to operate that building plus profit. So... They he picked wow. out this this these buildings with other folks' money. <laughs> yep. You know, mm-hmm. and the, mm-hmm. the tenants were taking care of the cost, and some of the tenants were taking care of the cutting of the grass. And we had the the meter separated at purchase. We had someone, a plumber, to come in and do and separate the meter. So therefore, uh the water company could bill the tenants directly for their water bills. And there was no maintenance involved for us. And so from $94,000 purchased and you've acquired all this income in between time, you've made your money back triply. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. So if wow. you can get out there and really look and find properties, I mean, you can retire comfortably and you can live comfortably right now. <laughs> you know, you just yes. have to get out there and you have to want it. Yeah. Yes, you, you yeah. have to. You have to push forward and just do it. And step out on faith. You know, a lot of people say they're scared or or some people just don't know. They don't know what to do or how to get started. And that's why it's so important to get with someone like you or Leslie that can just direct them on both ends, you know, credit and what type of properties to, to look for, what to do, how to maintain your credit. You know, it's... It's just important. It's really important. And um, wealth after 40, it's like you look at it totally different. Like, because now um, my little one, she's eight. So I was saying to me and my husband was talking and I was like, you know, instead of us, when she go to college, paying for a room and board for her to stay somewhere, Let's um purchase a little fixer upper home mm-hmm. wherever she goes. And then when she graduates, that's something that she could take over mm-hmm. and she wants to sell it and that can help her when she finished college to start her life and set her up. That's that's the direction I'm looking toward. Mm-hmm. Like have having things set up for her for later in life. You know, and then for myself too, for me to to enjoy, but I want to enjoy all these things with my family. But when if something was to happen, I would know that they will be taken care of. And I really wish I would have done this sooner than, than you know, think, you know, before, but like, you know, like everyone says, it's always in God's timing. You know, right. we, 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 in our minds, we want to do this and do this. So we said we should have did this, but it's all in God's timing. So, and I think mm-hmm. this topic is such a wonderful topic to talk about. Um, most people don't want to talk about it because they afraid or but it's very educational because you I have learned so much to this evening just with the two of you on here to where I'm going to go back and listen to it so I can really write down some information that can help me to get where I want to be right right yeah great nuggets I like to add also in Uh regards to uh, purchasing another thing that we really didn't mention, but the Airbnb market. Oh, yeah. I mean, this Mm -hmm. is so lucrative that people. Yes, I heard that. Move in on that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Someone else was talking about that. And I was just like, wow. So people are really into that Airbnb. It's not just in the tourist areas such as Orlando. It's going on in South Florida. I have an attorney friend um, that her she has a property and uh, she did some renovation. She's had it for a while. She had at some point a Section 8 tenant there. Oh, wow. So 
she actually decided, you know what, this time if I do do this, I'm going to Airbnb. So instead of me renovating and earning, you know, uh, $2,400 per month, mm-hmm. you know, if she decided mm-hmm. to rent this property out on an Airbnb, just say at $150, you know, per night, you know, and then yeah. with some of the Airbnbs, you can set a minimum of days that you would yes. like to, you know, rent the property out, plus cleaning fees and things like that. There's other avenues that you can yeah. generate a little extra income off from the Airbnbs. Mm. So if you can get a property that doesn't have a homeowners association, I would say would be most beneficial because you have a little bit more freedom when it Mm -hmm. comes to uh, purchasing a property like that. And you can kind of set your own rules. And I think that that is definitely an avenue that should be tapped into, especially in South Florida, because people come down, they Mm -hmm. have family reunions and they have a place where everybody can gather together and backyard space and parking and all that becomes an issue. So I really think that the Airbnb, it should be something to look into and start because there is a lot of money on the table. People are out of work and COVID, or they may be recovering from COVID or whatever the case is, you know, that's extra income that if you do have your credentials together, maybe consider that as a second property, if you're already a homeowner or a third property or duplexes, I'm starting to see people transition uh, duplexes and multifamily units into halfway houses. Um, yes. Families are mm-hmm. renting or people with uh, nursing nurses. <laughs> okay. Yes. Oh. That's a whole nother field. Nurses that's a whole, are being yeah. uh, paid for their housing. The hospitals are paying them on top yep. of their salaries yes. for their housing expenses. And mm-hmm. they're paying very, very well just to rent to a nurse, a COVID or ER nurse so there's so many opportunities with that and try to look for those properties that don't have the homeowners associations with all the rules that kind of can confine you and restrict your business because it is a business but it I is. think that um that is definitely something that we at this point in our lives need to start looking into anything that's bringing you in income mm-hmm. not yes. just giving it not just going to yes. the Gucci mm-hmm. store the Louis Vuitton store Mercedes you know mm-hmm. when you you can afford those things then you go there but if you ain't got your real estate or your other you know faculties together you know kind of have a little bit of discipline and go for you know what's going to pay you a return in the end not something that you're investing into with no return exactly drop the mic on that Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Drop the mic on that. Drop, just, exactly. Yeah. Yes. 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 Wow. Mm-hmm. That's those some good information. Good information from both of you ladies tonight. Okay. So um, I'm gonna have you guys to um, talk a little bit about your business. So give the listeners what do you do? The name of your business and how they can contact you on social media or whatever platform that you ladies put out. You can go ahead. Whoever wants to go. Okay, I'll start. My name is Karma Gant, and I am a licensed realtor with United Realty Group. Um, licensed going into year number 13. I'm on Facebook occasionally. <laughs> you can find me under Karma, K-A-R-M-A, last name Gant, G-A-N-T-T. And sometimes my maiden name comes in there. That's Bragdon, B-R-A-G-D-O-N. My telephone number is 954-305-5400. Same number for a long time. (laughs) So you can feel free to reach out to me um, if you have any questions, if you have any fear, and you just need someone to get you over the threshold. I'm your one to call because I, I have so many programs that can help you out. And you're not just in the South down South Florida area. You're up in Orlando area also I too, right? In the Orlando area. I uh I just sold a property in Fort Myers uh two weeks ago. Uh okay. I'm working on Palm Coast right now. I am like a mobile agent. I am everywhere that I need to be. Okay. And if you're also looking to relocate out of the state, I have so many connections with professionals, mortgages, and also other realtors that I can refer you to as well. If you're looking to relocate to Georgia or Texas or 
Carolinas, I have people that are there that are doing similar business as, as me. So, you know, I have worked with investors for the most part of my career. Uh, we did a lot of cash deals. I work with a lot of first time home buyers. I work with uh, retirees, people that are ready to cash out and some people that are looking to go into their retirement funds or their 401ks and purchase that property. I've worked with all sorts of people from all walks of life, from Chinese to Americans to people from all over Romania, everywhere. So, you know, okay. I'm here and this is what I do. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So Miss Leslie, um, give the listeners some um, information that how they can contact you. Most definitely. So I am on Facebook as Leslie Thomas Mitchell. I am also on Instagram. It's Leslie T. Mitchell. And um, so I am a credit consultant specialist. So I help people get their buying power back and get back on track when it comes to their credit. And also um, just helping people get back on track with their finances. And so if you are someone and your credit is not where it needs to be, you want to become mortgage ready, or you just want to get your credit back on track, it's stopping you from doing so many different things, please hit me up. I'll be more than happy to give you a free consultation uh, to discuss how we can get your credit back on track and even how to build your credit. So it's not just repairing credit, but also how to build credit. And um, if you are looking to you know, have another source of income, I am also uh, will teach you uh, this business and how to operate this business as well. So, yeah, you can. Uh, my number is 954-309-1989. So 954-309-1989. I'm and calling you for myself, Leslie. I know. <laughs> Listen, I was like, I'm going to be calling you, Carmen. I'm going to be calling you, honey. I was like, I'm about, I'm about to be calling her. <laughs> yeah, Listen, we to come we up with this knowledge. And, yes, you know, yes, yes, yes. Go to the next level even further. Yes, yes. yes. This yes. is so powerful. And Leslie, you forgot to tell the listeners about your book, Balancing. Yes, yes. I always. So, yes. Yeah, so, I, so I am an author, published author. So I have a book. It's titled The Balancing Act. Um, finding your footing on the balance beam of life. And so the book is really about how do you as women, right? Especially women, we care, we wear so many different hats, y'all. And so how do we balance it all without losing ourselves in the process? Or how do you mm -hmm. balance um, your life while building your dreams or pursuing your dreams or building your business? How do you keep it all together and in alignment? And so my book is actually on my website at leslietmitchell.com. It is also on Amazon. And so if you would like to get a copy of that, you can um, get it from those two places. Yep. Wow. Thank you, ladies, for joining me tonight on the Change After 40 podcast. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful information that both of you ladies have given the listeners and myself uh, regarding credit and <clears throat> on purchasing um, property. And so we're going to close out tonight. And if anyone that um, would like to get in contact with these two ladies, I will put their information in um, on my Facebook page. That's I meet your gram, or you can go to my group page is the change after 40, or you can go to my website, the change after 40 podcast.com. And I want to thank everyone for listening in tonight. And also thank you ladies for being my special guest tonight. Thank you and have a good night. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Have a great night. Have a good one.